0: This is Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO, License Insolvency Trustees. The views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of this station. Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO on VOCM.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Your Money with Nancy Snedden. I am Nancy Snedden. Thanks so much for tuning in today. On today's show, we're talking about loyalty programs. They continue to grow in popularity, and if you think about it, How many loyalty or reward cards are you currently holding in your wallet or on your smartphone right now? Recent data shows that more Canadians are leaning on them to save, allowing them to stretch their dollar even further amid what we all know is soaring inflation and increasing interest rates and all the things right now that are impacting our cash flow. So which programs are consumers turning to most and which loyalty programs offer the best rewards? And what about business owners who are looking to grow their business and earn customer loyalty? What should they be considering? Well, with answers to all this and more, I'm joined by Hans LaRose. She's a partner with R3 Marketing. Hans, thank you so much for joining me today.
0: You're welcome, Nancy. My pleasure.
1: So we're going to talk about your most recent survey, which is loyalty program a loyalty program survey in just a bit. But before we get started, can you share a little bit more with our listeners about R3 Marketing Inc. and, and your background, what you guys do?
0: basically we're a consulting firm based in Montreal and what we do is we help retailers uh, B2B companies uh, service company uh, develop uh, either a relational program or loyalty program with points Uh, so basically what we do is uh, we do we do strategic work with our clients so the in order to develop a program optimize uh, their actual program for example we work with clients that have been in loyalty for many years, but they want to improve the uh, the return on investment of their program. They want to improve the engagement with the consumer. So basically, that's what we do. And we've developed uh, some very interesting tools over the over the years. As a, for example, we have a we've developed a ROI model to help retailer uh, estimate all the costs, but also the return on investment uh, when they when they launch a loyalty program. So basically, that's what we do. And, I, and I've been I've been in, I've been in loyalty for let's say the last 35 years I've uh, managed the air miles program uh, back in 91 at uh, Provigo which was the largest chain of supermarket in Quebec at the time uh, and I've been working for American companies like uh, Carlson Marketing Group as uh, vice-president general manager for the Montreal office and we were doing basically the same thing that uh, I'm doing right now. <laughs>
1: well, that's great and you're obviously are an expert in what's out there with regards to loyalty how it works and, and what's the best bang for the buck for consumers so I'm Sure, we're going to have a lot to talk about today. But let's start with talking about the growth and popularity of these loyalty programs. Most businesses today are offering rewards or points or some type of perks in order to attract and keep their consumers. So, what are the benefits of loyalty programs for businesses? There
0: are many, there are many benefits. The main benefit, one thing we, that we have to understand is that loyalty program are a, some kind of a pretext to get consumer data. Uh, so basically, the main goal of a loyalty program is to capture data to understand to have a better knowledge of consumer behavior uh, in order to be more relevant and bring uh, bring uh, relevant content, re- relevant offers to the consumer. Let me give you an example. Let, let's say you're a shopper at um, Best Buy, and uh, because you're a member of a loyalty program, uh, when you buy in-store, you identify yourself. When you buy online, you identify yourself. But let's say you buy, let's say that 80% of your purchases are related to uh, photographic uh, material, like uh, cameras, uh, accessories, and things like that. So if you, I send you an email saying, uh, this, uh, saying, For example, uh, uh, all our uh, wash uh, washing machines are uh, seventy percent on sales. It's not relevant to you. But if I use the data correctly, my email to you should be should be the headline should be Discover the best cameras of twenty twenty three, and that will probably make sure that you don't delete the the email. You open the email. You you read some content, and maybe you'll you'll be directed to the website to to do a purchase or you'll make some research and you'll go buy in, in the store. So the main the main reason is to get some, some, some data, uh, but it, what eventually all uh, company uh, all retailers want to do, they want to improve what we call the share of wallet. So the percentage of your, uh, let, let's say you're spending um, $1,000 a month in groceries, uh, what I want to do is, and if, if you're spending 500 bucks a month at my banner, so you, I'm capturing Fifty percent of your share of wallet. What I want to do is I want to improve that fifty percent to sixty to seventy percent, for example. So I want you to concentrate more on my banner. So having the data, uh, I can be more relevant, give you more points, give you more uh, type of offer you need. So the, the objective is basically to to use the data to increase share of wallet of my customer and also retain also my best customer because in many industries and most of the, the Paratola works in most of the industries where 20% or 30% of the customers are responsible for let's say 60 to 80% of the sales so I want to make sure I can identify those customers and also retain them so that's those are the main benefits
1: absolutely and it's all about creating that brand loyalty right so you're providing um, some sort of incentive for the customer to continue to shop and to your point build out that that share of wallet so we know that the average canadian participates in 13.5 loyalty programs so each person having you know at least um, some sort of membership in almost 14 loyalty programs and that's actually an increase of 25 percent over the last four years so obviously consumers are seeing a benefit but what can you tell us about what the benefits of these programs are to consumers
0: yeah, uh, w- one thing we have to bear in mind is that uh, more and more companies uh, or retailers are, are launching their loyalty program because the, um, there's going to be some new laws about third-party cookies and things like that that you won't be able to retarget some t- someone who came, for example, on your website. You, know, you probably uh, also your listener probably uh, have experienced that. But uh, let's say you make a research to buy a, a dishwasher machine on a uh, on internet, then when you're gonna go on your social media, and you're gonna go on uh, on Google or Safari, you will see ads coming up on dishwashing machines. So that's that's gonna be uh, illegal in, in a few months. So so uh, companies are now looking more and more into getting some data because acquisition is going to be more and more difficult and retention is going to be and building relationship with customers is going to be more and more important. So they are, there is more program out there in the market. So that's why that's one of the reasons that customers are, are, uh, are uh, engaging in more program, but the things that we're seeing also people are getting, are getting into a lot of programs, but there, uh, the program that are not used is also getting higher so people are choosing which program is the, is the best for them uh, and the reason for, for that to answer your question the, the benefits is that if you if you participate in a loyalty program you'll get rewards so you'll get some savings and usually also you'll get better content better offers and the young the millennial are very very con- uh, not concerned but they're critical about that they really understand the fact that they're sharing data so they really expect the content, it could be an article, it could be uh, an offer on, on product, it has to be relevant. And what we've seen from the loyalty study uh, over the last years is that the uh, Millennium specifically, uh, if they don't feel that you're using the data properly, they will, they will leave the program.
1: Yeah, and let's start talking about that study. So your R3 loyalty study shows that for most people at 54%, points earned in a loyalty program are used towards a specific goal or for a particular period of the year. And we know from other studies that more than half of 58 percent adjust how much they spend to maximize loyalty benefits, and two-thirds of 66% of Canadians change when and where they shop in order to get more points. So these findings really are supported by your research, and, and it shows that when it comes to loyalty programs, there are three key indexes that drive customer loyalty. So what can you tell us about those?
0: Yeah, the um, the loyalty study is a study that we do every year with uh, Leger uh, Research, and it's uh, what we do is we survey uh, ten thousand Canadians, and we evaluate about approximately uh, seventy loyalty programs, uh, seventy loyalty programs in Canada, and um, basically we've developed a, a score, a loyalty score that has three different indexes. The first index is um, is engagement, so how uh, Uh, how much people are engaged with the program. Um, Do they, for example, use the mobile app? Are they they, uh, subscribed to the uh, the newsletter? Um, So that's the engagement index. Uh, And then there's uh, the behavior index. So when they're a member of the program, do they increase their shopping frequency at this retailer? Do they concentrate their purchase to get more points? And uh, do they change their behavior? In order to maximize points, so for example, if there's a, a promotion on a specific category, they will try. If they need that category, they will use. They will use uh, that. They will buy into that category to maximize their points. And the, the third uh, index is the uh, um, the attachment index or the, the love index that we call. So they feel that the program is designed for them. They feel that it gives it. It simplifies their life. Uh, makes me feel special, pampered. So. So those are the three indexes, and what we do is there's a, there's a scoring of those indexes, a ponderation of those indexes, and that's that's where we can develop uh, which program has the best score in Canada, uh, or which are the semi-top programs in Canada regarding to those uh, to that score.
1: That's great, and we so we can obviously see that you know there's a lot of work that goes into this survey and really figuring out what are the best programs for consumers to be part of. And we know that consumers really are turning to this to help them save money. So when we come back, we're going to learn just how much someone can save with rewards and loyalty programs. Please stay with us.
0: Take a break. Join us weekdays from 1230 to 1 p.m. as we discuss anything and everything that's happening now. It's all on the table during your VOCM lunch break.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to your money here on VOCM. I'm your host, Nancy Stitton, Licensed Insolvency Trustee with BDO Canada here in Newfoundland and Labrador. My guest today is Hans Larose. She's the partner with R3 Marketing in Montreal. And they recently conducted their loyalty survey and it tells us you know what consumers are are doing with regards to loyalty programs what ones they're participating in and also you know hans is going to give us some advice on what are the best loyalty programs but hans we certainly know that you know over the pandemic uh, and certainly now with rising inflation as we said consumers are turning more to loyalty programs to make their money go further so Let's go back to the question we talked briefly about earlier with regard to the benefits to consumers. But just how much can a person save with rewards and, and loyalty programs? And if your goal is to save money, is it better to focus on one loyalty program or should you, in fact, be part of multiple programs?
0: OK, that's a good question. Um, the, the first the first part of your question is uh, um Consumers are really looking into uh, absolute, uh, on, on value. So it, and then value translate in, in different form. It, it can translate in uh, savings, for example, which is very important, especially on a high frequency type of retailer. For example, the three main categories where you know every now you have to see all those all the, all the different companies that have a loyalty program are supermarkets, pharmacy, or drugstore, and the third one is uh, gas and convenience and they all have uh, they all have loyalty program and they're pretty and they can be they can be quite generous and the generosity can vary uh to to a very high degree between the, the different types of players. It depends on the strategy of the retailer. So for example, if a, if a retailer really wants to, to drive his loyalty program and get the, the maximum out of it, it will be more generous. But consumers see value with the saving, but they also see value about with the content or with the way you can use the program. So let, let me give you an example for that. Uh, Starbucks, for example, they're they they're, they're were the first one to incorporate loyalty points and payment in a, in a mobile app uh, for example so when you go there it's faster you can for example you can pay at the cash and you pay you just tap your phone you get your you get your star which which are your, your rewards and also you get payment and you can put some money into your account and also if you're in a big city like let's say like new york or toronto or or san francisco you can order uh, you can skip the line with your mobile app so what it does is you order your phone when you leave home and then when you get into the Starbucks you just you just go in front of the line and at the end there's a place where you there's a coffee for you with your name on it so it's it's faster so it provides value to consumer so uh, those are the main elements that consumers are looking for it, it's not only it, it's not only pure savings but it's also uh, is it easy to use is it faster uh, is the content really relevant, so, for example, you know, in different types of, so for example, in the supermarket industry, PC Optimum is doing a great job, um, a very good job with with content. And especially, um, if I can give you an example, during the pandemic, they they, they made some research and they, they they noticed that a lot of people were very anxious about the fact that they were staying home with two kids and they have to cook all the time and didn't know how to cook because they had some, they were eating Restaurants all the time, or they had someone to do it for them. So now they were stuck in their house with the kids, and so they provide a PC, even provide a lot of content to how to make lunches, use avocados, and things like that. And that drove the program, and the the, the, what we call the the affection index really rose during uh, during that period because the content that they provided was was excellent, and so it was making life easier for the members. Mm, But your point, it's
1: not just about the money that they're saving, right? Or it's, it's not just about being able to use the points um, to improve their cash flow. Building loyalty is about providing consumers with other things that are going to help them in their lives.
0: Absolutely. So, but generosity has, is, a, is, a, is an important element of the equation.
1: Yeah, for sure. It needs to be something that the main driver, I guess, is something that's going to save them money or that they're going to be able to get something with their points or with their rewards that's going to benefit them. But to build that brand loyalty, the content uh, is also relevant for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, how important is ease of signing up to the customer? Is that something that matters to them when they're deciding on what programs to join?
0: Um, it's not. It's not. It's not. The, people don't decide about. Choose a program on the way you you subscribe. But what we know is that subscribing uh, usually has to be very very simple. So and usually it's like it's a it's a sequence. So you'll have people to join the program just by providing, for example, name, uh, first name, second uh, second name, and then email address. And after that, you will come back to them and say, please, for example, please complete your profile, and we'll give you uh, two thousand points. So and what I want to do there is I want to learn more about you do you? Have, for example if I'm a supermarket do you are you uh, do you have any allergies are you looking for bio product are you looking for uh, uh, without uh, gluten products so I want to know more do you have kids at home which age so if I can if for example I can I can know how many people there is in your household then I can estimate how much you will you need to to, to spend every on a weekly basis so it helps so Usually it's a sequence. We'll try to make it very simple to join, and then there's going to be future communication. Say, for example, complete your profile, and the next one say, okay, download our mobile app and get two thousand points. So what we want to do is, as a, as a retailer, is you know make it very easy, but also engage the consumer on different steps and make sure that they use all the tools that we have. They subscribe to the newsletter, they subscribe to the blog, uh, they, they for example they use the the mobile app. Uh, if we, if they have a co-brand credit card, then we'll push our co-brand credit card to them. So the more, what we've seen is, the more engaged a customer is with the brand or a loyalty program, the more it's going to be loyal. So so we want to make sure that, you know, the, 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 each brand want to make sure that the, the process of, of subscribing is really easy and then after that completing all the information that we need.
1: That's great. And Hans, we talked about, you know, how people are, you know, currently on average involved with 14 different loyalty programs. So we know that there's many, many, many out there to choose from. We also know that right now two of the biggest pain points for consumers with regards to inflation and, and the impact on their pop- pocketbook are in fact groceries and gas right for for their vehicles so can you talk a little bit about what some of the better programs are to be part of when it comes to those things yeah, sure, sure.
0: Um, no, of course. In Canada, uh, uh, for us, we've been doing the loyalty study. I think for the last seven years, and each time, PC Optimum is uh, is is one of the top of, uh, program and the best program in uh, in the food sector for for sure. They have uh, it's a big company. They have a lot of money. The program is extremely generous, and the fact that you can the, the fact that uh, PC Optimum is now in the main the three main categories so drugstore gas and supermarkets makes it a very strong program they have a very strong content strategy they also have lots of engagement tool they have uh, the mobile app they have the pc financial card and they have also uh, a premium program that we call pc insiders so if you join the program it there's an annual fees around 99 i think uh, if you join the program you get more benefits you get more points, you get more offer, more benefits. So, so and this is a very interesting. Um, the premium aspect of loyalty program is really, really uh, growing fast. We see a lot of programs that are developing that because once you've decided to pay for a, a program and and to pay to to do business with at a specific manner, you will you will have the reflex of concentrating your purchase because you're saying, okay, well, I'm paying, so I'm not gonna shop elsewhere. I'm gonna shop. There and and what you see, what we're seeing is that even if people are paying for a, a premium, uh, for example, a premium aspect of the program, they still build, they still feel that the generosity of the program is higher because they're they're getting more and more points faster, they're getting more rewards faster, so they feel that they're they're getting more uh, more of the, the, the for them for their money. So this is why it's a it's an interesting strategy and we're seeing lots of programs everywhere in the world that are now developing a, a premium uh, a premium category
1: yeah and I, you know I can say that I thought it was really smart of uh, PC right when they joined uh, the shoppers brand and the SO brand because it is really providing the consumer with you know points and, and loyalty options in all three of the areas that they would be spending most right the grocery store drugstore and uh, at the gas pump and it's great for consumers too right because they are earning points that they can spend in any three of those locations. I mean, I know myself, I'm saving up points and at Christmas time, when things are, I'm, I'm spending more, I'm using that at the grocery store and at the at the drugstore and I know many of my friends and family do the same thing. Well, we know that more people are traveling now, so when we come back, we're going to talk about what are the best travel rewards programs that we should be taking part in. Please stay with us.
0: Saturday morning, join us for the Irish Newfoundland Show. Send your request to irishnl at vocm.com or submit them online at vocm.com.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money here on VOCM. I'm your host, Nancy Snedden, Licensed Insolvency Trustee with BDO Canada here in Newfoundland and Labrador. I'm joined today by Hans LaRose. She's a partner with R3 Marketing, and they've just conducted their annual loyalty survey. Their survey talks about you know, how consumers are joining loyalty programs, how many loyalty programs that they're a part of, and really they have a lot of great information around what are the best loyalty programs that are going to benefit consumers and, of course, businesses as well. We talked about in the last segment how things are getting busier from a travel perspective. And we know, you know, lots of people are looking for travel options now. Everyone's kind of been home for two years and and they're ready to start traveling again. We're seeing all kinds of stories in the media about that. So, Hans, can you tell our listeners a little bit about what are the best travel rewards programs available currently?
0: Okay. Uh, one thing we, we have to tell you is that uh, over the last two years, we didn't do any surveys uh, regarding uh, airlines and uh, hotel program because most of them were closed or and right. people weren't using the, the. But what we've seen in this industry, that uh, most of the the players have revamped and redesigned their program because this industry has suffered tremendously and they want to get consumer back. So there, there are more, more, they they are more generous, um, but. So it, it, it really depends on the where the area where you live. So uh, uh, one of the best um, hotel program is uh, from the Marriott group. It's called Bonvoy. So uh, it's really uh, a really interesting program. Aeroplan with Air Canada is still uh, an interesting program if you're in, in Canada, of course. But um, what we have we don't have some, to be honest, which we don't have any recent data on uh, on those two categories. But uh, we, what we know is that most of the uh, the airlines program have increased their generosity uh, in in a very significant significant way, and uh, most hotels. I've done the same thing too and have uh, given pr- are really using points to to bring back customers to travel and, and to go into the hotels but Bonvoy for sure is uh, one of the, the best program in the, in the hotel industry right now yeah,
1: and they actually have a lot of hotels under that banner now far more than there were in the past uh, and to your point Air Canada has taken over that Aeroplan program and it really is a lot different in, and I have found myself um, being part of that uh, program for years now that there's a lot of really positive changes in how you can use the points and the ease in which you can use uh, the points. So uh, I think it's it's great um, that you're highlighting those two programs because I myself have used them and, and do find them very beneficial. So we're talking about loyalty programs today and, and what a great way it is for consumers to save or earn rewards. But as you've been hearing, consumers have a lot of programs to choose from. So Hans, how do they decide which one is the best for them? What's your advice in, on how Listeners can take into consideration uh, the things that they need to take into consideration. Sorry, when the, it comes to signing up for a loyalty program.
0: Well, that, that's a good question. Nancy. Okay. First of all, I think one thing we have to bear in mind that people usually—it's—it's uh, it's changing now. But usually, you—you you don't decide on which banner you're going to shop because of the loyalty program you you if you go to PC optimum is usually because you you like the type of store to so a load loss for example is because you like the format of the store you like their products you like so but uh, one thing is to for sure is that if if you want to maximize um, your point, it, it it's really uh, it, it's really important to take the time and look at the different offers and look at the different cards or different types of program F- first of all you should try to consider Concentrate your your purchase uh, on one banner as much as possible. So, and usually in the gas industry, supermarkets, pharmacy, it's easy to do. Including it's, it's a different ballgame. but in those three categories, you should uh, say, okay, I'm going to shop more there, and and look at the different program, and also um, subscribe to the information, download the the app, and if and look at the, the cost of joining the premium uh, the premium uh, tier. If there's a premium tier with fees, because usually even though the fees are let's say $100 a year if you shop there and you spend let's say $250 per week on groceries, you'll get uh, probably 3, 5 or 6 times the, 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 what the, the annual fees is. So it's really uh, up to to look at this. Uh, so usually to... Um, Look at the different, uh, and usually since retailers are are are, are usually you know in what they want to do is increase engagement. They'll give you points for engagement. So if you link your social media, if you link, for example, your uh, Apple Watch, if you uh, if you download the mobile app, if you subscribe to the newsletter, you'll get points. So if you do all those those uh, activities and you follow the offers, you'll you'll be able to get more more points for sure. And concentrate at one banner is, uh, is is a good idea, um, and also uh, just, just to give you an example. Um, uh, recently, I, uh, um, I, w- I was, I'm a member of Costco as many as many Canadian, and uh, uh, they decided to change their bank, uh, their credit card bank from um, MBNA to uh, I think it's uh, CIBC, and so I get a communication from them, and I, I look at the offer, and uh, I look at the points. Uh, and when I compared that with my my main credit card, the credit card was more generous in terms of points than what CIBC Costco was providing me. And my, since I have a Mastercard, all Mastercards are accepted at Costco. So uh, my point is, you also, you should also look at how you pay your grocery, your groceries or, or your your purchases, because and sometimes I know that's not every Canadian that can pay for you know. Hundred fees for a credit card, but in in most cases, if you use your card wisely, uh, you will get uh, fi- five or six or seven times uh, the savings or the points in in cash compared to the uh, annual fees. So when I look at the CIBC card uh, for Costco, it uh, and I look at my my. Main credit card. It was more beneficial to keep my main credit card than to join to, to receive that additional card. So I, w- I would say to look at the loyalty program, the generosity. Look at all the different aspect when you get get points, but also look at how you're gonna pay. Are you gonna use? For example, if you know if like a PC Optimum, they have their co-brand credit card, like for example PC Financial. So if you're a big uh, spender at the uh, uh, on in the the three banners of the PC uh, optimum group then it's really worth looking at the credit card from PC financial but also you could compare it with your another credit card that for example with annual fees that will give you points on all your purchases so those are the main elements that uh, you should look at instead of uh, uh, taking uh, six uh, shopping uh, supermarket cards try to concentrate on one or two and maximize maximize the point that you're getting there and, and right now, the companies, especially in the food industry, are, are, will be getting more and more generous with points. Um, a good example of that is Morrison in, in the UK. They just redesigned their program, and they're saying to customer that they're going to be focusing on providing more savings to customers. So more offer on, uh, on more product that the customer uh, purchase on a regular basis. There will be more offer and point on meats. There will be special surprise special, special offers on special occasion like uh, Mother's Day. And there will be also bonus points each time that you scan uh, your card when uh, at the cash. So they're redesigning their program to provide more value and more savings to the, to the consumer. So Morrison is a good example of in the UK, the trend that we'll probably see in the next months in, in Canada with, for the different programs.
1: Well, let's hope so. And so I just want to recap some of that stuff. So it's really important. You mentioned, on, um, um, you know, people are not necessarily signing up for loyalty programs because of the program if they're not happy with the store. So, you know, PC is a good example. If you don't like shopping at uh, the PC, like the Dominion stores here in Newfoundland, then you're likely not going to sign up the program. But if you like shopping at that store, then the program is an extra extra perk. What you want to make sure of is that you're not spending more money than you should or have the ability to spend in order to get those points but it's just a perk of the money that you're spending there anyway right so you want to make sure that you're not overspending just to get the rewards and i think you also to your point want to compare rewards programs and and look at if you have a, a way to double up so you mentioned you know using your credit card and getting rewards for your card in addition to the the rewards you're getting for shopping in the particular store i would make sure though again that consumers when they're doing that stuff, that they are paying off their card every week or every month and they're not incurring interest because that may outweigh the, the benefits that they're getting from using the card. So just a couple of things to, to keep in mind there. But as we also know, in addition to loyalty programs, that there's cashback programs. So what can you tell us about uh, the differences in those and, and what people should be considering?
0: Uh, it depends. How do you define cashback program versus loyalty program? You, well, I
1: guess. Sorry,
0: go ahead. No, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Because most of the points can be converted to cash in the loyalty program. So, so when you refer to a cashback program, could you give me an example?
1: Yeah, sure. So, I'm thinking more, so sometimes credit cards, the reward is a cashback program versus a points program. But to your point, there's likely loyalty programs out there where you can take the points and convert them to cash. So, what are some programs that people should, could, could be looking at with regards to that? And, and what's the pros and cons?
0: but most program will uh most program will transfer points into cash, so that's that's the, the that's how the loyalty program. That's how they work. The general the, the ratio can can differ from one brand or one banner to to the other, but the, usually you can convert points into uh, into cash back, and that's what people are generally looking for. Sometimes you'll have program that will give you some benefits that are not cash. For example, in in the let's say in the um, in the fashion industry, you'll get You'll get points and this, those points will, can be transferred into special benefits like VIP events, uh, access to to exclusivity or access to pre-sale, things like that. But uh, I'm, the difference is, in fact, most programs are, are at the end are cashback programs. I don't know if I'm answering your question properly.
1: <laughs> no, that's absolutely fine. So that's great. That's some great information, Hans. And we're going to go on to the next segment. And when we come back, we're going to talk about privacy concerns when it comes to signing up for loyalty programs. Please stay with us.
0: Every Saturday is perfect for a night at the cabin. The cabin party with Brian O'Connell. Saturday night starting at 7 p.m. on VOCM.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to your money here in VOCM. I'm your host, Nancy Sneddon, licensed insolvency trustee with BDO Canada here in Newfoundland and Labrador. My guest today is Hans Laroche. She's a partner with R3 Marketing. And we're talking about loyalty programs today. And Hans, you you guys do a survey every year, a loyalty survey, to gauge people's interest in these programs and how they're participating. And your loyalty studies show that while people age 55 and older are concerned about sharing their personal data, young people age to 34 understand the principle of data sharing, provided that the data leads to a more personalized experience. So can you give our listeners some insight on that information that's shared and, and how this will benefit their experience for those that may be hesitant to share their personal data?
0: yeah okay exactly yes uh yeah P- people are people are older people are a bit more concerned about you know sharing sharing their data but what we're seeing right now in the industry is that uh, the laws are getting are getting more and more restrictive and more uh, it's getting there's more and more control by the different government we've seen that in Europe uh and we're, it's coming here right it's coming here pretty soon and um companies will have to tell you exactly what they're doing with uh, The data so uh, and also most of the serious companies you know if you look at the big loyalty program like Starbucks most of those companies are 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 not sharing their data with anyone and and they're just using the data to provide value to the customers so and so companies will have to be very 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 clear about how they will use the data that consumer will provide them and um, if the customers see that there is a value value. To that, that they receive more personalized offer, more personalized content. I think people are, people will uh, will be more inclined to uh, to join loyalty program and uh, won't be concerned with with that. But there's also the aspect of the security of the data that is very important, and companies have to work really hard on that uh, t- that topic because we're seeing on, on a worldwide basis every week there's a loyalty program has been hacked uh, with the uh, for the for the their data and credit card for example information so so company has to be have to be very uh, uh, serious about to element the security but also to tell the customer very clearly that how they're going to use the data for example
1: no and it is very important people are very sensitive um, to that I know your study showed 55 and older but I think everyone has some sensitivity to their personal data and you know people really should be thinking about where they're putting their personal data and making sure that it is you know a legitimate website and and all that kind of stuff um, before they're entering it but they also need to to read the fine print i guess and make sure they know where their data is going to be going to be used so yes, when it uh, comes to and- the sorry, go ahead
0: no, and to be honest with you, in the future it's not going to be in the fine print. <laughs> they will consumer with the new laws, not consumer, but brands will have to be re- really, really clear about how they use the data. Uh, and for example, are they selling it to partners? Uh, how it is? Uh, is it? Uh, is the credit card uh, also in the account? Is it separate? So they will have to provide very, very, very clear uh, elements on the on how they use the data.
1: That's good. And it should give consumers some comfort, I guess, right, that they will, in fact, know and be be aware of of how their data is being used. So when it comes to the success of a loyalty program, consumers have cited the following three as their top three priorities, accumulation and redemption in store and online, ease of use of the program on a mobile phone, and confidence in the management and the security of the personal data. So based on this feedback received within your study uh, from consumers, what makes these points stand out among other priorities
0: the first one is pretty obvious you know, all, the, all the the bonification the rewards the point it, it has to be there it has to be people have to see the value in terms of uh, uh, not only points but also also how the program is, is uh, simplifying their lives and providing uh, you know value to them so th- that's always going to be uh, a key element uh, the second element was is, is all the content and uh, for example the the, the personalized approach of the program. So, um, let me give you an example. There's a very strong program in Quebec. It's um, it, from the SAQ, which is uh, the liquor board in Quebec. It's it's a it's a public company. It's it's, it's uh, owned by the government. They have a really really strong loyalty program. It's not generous at all. It's it gives you 0.5 or 1% of your purchase annually. But they use the content to make some really really personalized. Uh, they have one point seven million personalized newsletter on a weekly basis. So I'm receiving a newsletter that talks about my product, the, what I like. So if they, they understand that I for example I like Pinot Noir, I will have content, I will have offers and I will have points on pinot noir so wine so 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 this program is, is make is a big success in quebec it's and in fact it's one of the top program every year in uh, in canada uh, but the reason is it's not only because of the generosity because it's not generous it's, you yes you get uh, maybe a, a few bottles of wine free at the end of the year but the value of the content is what it's really the strategy of the program is all based on, on the content so every week i receive a, an, uh, some points and offer on specific product that I like uh, and they even you know if I buy a scotch and they know I, I buy a scotch for example every four months uh, they will know that and they will maybe two months uh, a month prior to the, the third month I will receive an offer on scotch so so that's that's the, the second element is it's all the content and the personalized how they use the data to bring a, a more personalized um experience to, to the uh, to the client and the third element is uh, the security and how they use the data and, and that's a that's a concern because we're seeing a lot of companies getting their their data hacked and and uh, so program the program were doing a good job uh, they are already telling customer exactly how, how they will use the data and how, how they create value to the customers with uh, with, the, with those data
1: that's great so before we get to final thoughts Hans, we've talked a lot about loyalty programs but mostly from the, the programs that businesses are offering like grocery stores gas stations like all those different things but of course we also know that most credit card providers are um, having some sort of points or loyalty program as well so can you Tell our listeners what they should be considering when it comes to um, what's the right credit card program for them.
0: Yeah, uh, they, they, they should look at their expense. Where do they do they spend? For example, uh, you know, let's say you're a big traveler. Uh, you travel often. You go in hotels. So there are some credit cards that are really targeted to that type of consumer if you're looking for example mainly uh, to get to maximize your points on uh, frequent purchase like uh, supermarkets gas and pharmacy then there are cards for that and there are cards for, so depending on your purchase pattern and depending on what what uh, what are the benefits are you do you want a free trip or you want some cash to save so then you should look at different types of cards. and after that you should look at free cards Card with no fees and card with fees. So does it make sense for you, uh, as a consumer, depending on how you're spending in the in the different category, to pay uh, to pay an, uh, an annual fee, let's say of a hundred dollar, but at the end you will be receiving like five hundred dollar more in terms of points. So that makes sense. But again, you have to, as you mentioned earlier, Nancy, you have to make sure that you make a, a proper use of your of your credit card. But you know, if you can put a, if you could put all your purchase your frequent purchase on a credit card you'll get more points for sure
1: that's great well thanks for joining me today we do have some time now for some final thoughts so if you could leave our listeners with a final thought today what would it be
0: I think consumers should take uh, and I know it's it's not not the fun part but take a few hours and look at your spending, look at what you're getting in terms of reward, and compare programs. Compare different types of program and see and look and go go on the website, read about the program, see how can you maximize how you can maximize your points on a yearly uh, basis, and then look at uh, at your uh, credit card and uh, look at uh, uh, no fees credit card, look at credit card with fees and and look at what you can um, you can. Uh, Uh, save on an annual basis and if you do that type of exercise even if it's going to take a few hours at the end you're going to be saving hundreds of dollars on a yearly basis if not thousands of dollars depending on your
1: spending. Absolutely and there are you know websites that you can go to as well to get information and to sort of compare the different programs that are out there especially when it comes to credit cards so Ratehub.ca. I know the FCAC you know the government uh, agency Financial Consumer Agency of Canada they often have comparisons and things to consider when you're looking at different credit cards as well so do your research before you just sign up to make sure it is the right program uh, for you because as we've been saying, there are many 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 programs out there that you can uh, consider signing up for well Hans, again thanks so much for joining me today if people wanted more information wanted to read more about the loyalty survey what's the best way for them to do that
0: uh, they can go on our website it's uh, r3 marketing.ca and so the, the there's some blogs there there's some information on uh, on on, uh, on the loyalty study but we we don't we, most of our clients are companies or so they're not consumers so our, our our main target is not to help consumer for example uh, maximize their their spending it's to help to help brands maximize the impact of the loyalty program so so but there, there's, there's some good information. On, uh, on, uh, on our website. There are some good articles also that we uh, we put there on our blog. So that's one way. And also, you know, just just browsing the uh, the websites that you've mentioned and also the, the, the website of the, of the banner that you shop more frequently and learn more about their, their loyalty program.
1: That's great. And to your point, if you're a business owner out there that wants more information or thinking about setting up their own loyalty program, they'll find some great information there as well.
0: Absolutely.
1: Well, thanks again for joining me today. And to our listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. If you have a comment or question or topic that you'd like me to talk about here on Your Money, please email me at yourmoney@bdo.ca or give me a call at 800-563-8337. Until next week, I'm Nancy Sneddon. Stay safe and be well, everyone.
0: If you have a question or comment, send an email to yourmoney@bdo.ca. This has been Your Money with Nancy Sneddon the BDO, License Insolvency Trust on your VOCM.